Hi, and welcome to Dunces and Dummies. This is your host, your DM, and all-around fun dude, Tyler, and I'm here. We are doing a little bit of an extra episode. This is a bonus episode, so if you miss it or you like it, you know, just let us know. We've got a TikTok for Dunces and Dummies and a Facebook page, and let us know if you want to see more of these episodes uh, appearing on the podcast next to our normal campaign stuff. On a quick side note, understand that this is the last episode of 2021, and it'll be coming up out on Monday, the 27th, and obviously we'll resume regular campaign stuff, especially for our next season, Myriad of Magic, uh, starting the second Sunday of January. We'll be doing a little bit of an episode on the first Sunday of January. It's going to be just us creating characters and maybe even a how-to guide to help you all understand how to create characters if you're new or interested in playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons. The first one here, it's a picture, so we're just going to read it. This game can be a bit NSFW at times, as the main character is a child and will do things childlike things, i.e. strip and run around, need changing after having an accident, bathing, and a few other things. There will be no scenes involved in any kind of sexual content, just loose nudity of what would be expected of a young child looking for two to three people that would be down to run a lighthearted RP style game where we can relax and enjoy the fun of RP. Oh my God. This looks, the the caption says it all. This looks like a horror story waiting to happen. There is absolutely nothing. I, I get it with RP. You can do certain things and you can be whatever you want to be. There's just, in my opinion, a limit to what you do with your characters, especially since one of two things is an issue with this DM who's doing this. One, it's fine to have a basic concept of the story, but understand that your players are A, going to shape it however they want, and that is completely fine. Like, obviously, as a DM, you can control the flow of the story, but at the same time, allow your players to influence the story. And secondly, that's just a bunch of red flags. For me, not just obviously it's not, uh, he, they stress it's non-sexual and I am gracious that I didn't have to read anything like that. However, one, that is not reminiscent of a whole lot of childhoods and two, it's very weird to express that there will be nudity because again, the players can change and shape the story how they see fit as well as help you with your story because again, you are the storyteller, but they are the characters acting in your story. So they might not want to do that. I would just avoid the topic of childhood nudity through and through. Obviously, you know, young adults and children in our story do get hurt in our stories. But again, it is not played up for shock value. Uh, It is played up for setting up things that are going to influence. It is technically in shock value in the sense that it is helping my players, which I've talked to them beforehand. It is not in any way malicious. It is to allow them to feel things for the story. And sometimes their characters, they don't feel a whole lot. So they have to push their, their characters emotions to the limit, which again, it is, it was very rare for curse of Strahd. And obviously the dragon of ice park peak, our first season kids were part of the story, but they weren't the central part of getting hurt. Kidnapping is one thing that is just a standard, uh, thriller kind of situation trope where kids get kidnapped and therefore everybody feels like a parent at that point and suddenly they need to hurt things that's that's just what i mean if kids it's one thing to have them in there but again it's also important to make sure you don't 
go to an excessive limit of shock value or just very weird situations. This one says, received this gem of an application a few months back. Let's see. Age 29, time zone central, standard time, CST, 5e experience and playing since the game came out. So you've been playing for 20 years. That means you started when you were 19 because I believe 5e has been out for 20, almost 20 years because maybe 10. No, wait, it's 2020. Yeah, so about 20 years. It came out like the, uh, the regular 2000s, I believe. If I'm wrong, let me know. I'm pretty sure I'll have to search that up and I'll even edit it here in a second. Character concept, brief backstory. Human Dampier Paladin of the Divine Sauce. Oh, wow. Uh, his Dwarven uh, short stack waifu. Oh, no. Short stack waifu that he affectionately calls on a hole. Okay. Uh, asked him nicely, very nicely. So with a no greater idea of what's going on than that he threw on a hole over his shoulder like a sack of flour, which he's more than happy with. Oh, yeah, I see where this is going. And began the journey to the mountain. Anything else you might like to add about yourself and your application? I like gag characters. They fill me with happiness in the situations they find themselves. If this one is too unique i have plenty of others i can submit that are a little less unique firstly you stress that this character is excited about <clears throat> this side character is excited about these things whenever you're basically saying that he saw her grabbed her put her over her shoulder and then went with it like one i get it you're stressing the fact that they're happy with it <clears throat> Which, yes, as your character is a backstory, it's your character's backstory, you create what the characters were with it. However, this is just Red Flag City. I have played with one person who had the whole little waifu character situation. It wasn't like they had a waifu specifically. They just, they had a character. And again, it is, it's skirting that line where you run the risk of them being that character that's overly sexual, which... Yeah, I've made that joke before with my characters because, again, I just like the idea of the trope. And, again, I usually ask the DM prior to this. And, I, I mean, granted, this is an application, so you are asking your DM. However, that is extremely weird. And then you go on to say that this character's unique. This character stole a person and compared them to a sack of flour. Just saying. Red flags and kind of skirting that line again i can't judge because i've made the joke not with a waifu character obviously it was more or less with uh a riot dming and um my character being a little more flirtatious there was no never any like sexual for sexual conquests and everything which this sounds like you're going to have to see you'll see this a few times in your game if you're not careful <clears throat> I was wrong. It was not, there wouldn't be since they were 19. It was 2014 when uh fifth edition came out. Uh, it was 2014. So they wouldn't have been like 19 when they started, but they've been playing for a good long time. I'm just really dumb. I believe fourth edition. Uh, I don't know when fourth edition came out and I'm not going to go back and look for it. Uh, but I do know that 3.5 came out in 2003. So, I know that now. <laughs> so obviously I was wrong. Uh, if they'd been playing since 3.5e, then yeah, they would have been at least roughly around 19 to 
to 20 something because 2003. So your boy was wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, doesn't mean I'm any worse of a DM. It just means that obviously I'm not, you know, as smart as I think I am, but I don't think anybody's as smart as I think they am. Still love you guys. And I'm obviously, I will correct my things if I get things wrong. Now we have an actual story. Experienced player decides to be a problem immediately in a new game, brings both a gun and a knife to the table. I'm sorry, what? I joined a group of almost entirely new players for a run of Sunless Citadel and the only other player who had ever played. Immediately starts taking advantage of the new DM. He decides to be an artificer, which the DM didn't have a problem with. Okay. But he also gave himself about a thousand gold pieces worth of weapons and ammo, including three guns. See, this is why on the character stuff for the new season, the characters get one item that they can consider a weapon. They will not get to have like their full setup. The reason is, is because that's something we've added, uh, is that from future, uh, for future stuff, except for one shots where the characters, you know, presumably have been together for a minute or they just met each other, but they're all, you know, obviously the DM of those one shots can decide. Um, you, you're starting off fresh, you know, because again, there's certain stories that can be included as well as the fact that you don't need to have all these weapons. You just need to have a weapon, one singular weapon that explains how you've been able to survive and not get eaten by a bear. Um, but yeah, I gave him about a thousand gold pieces worth of weapons and ammo, including three guns. The DM was confused as to why he had guns and the player immediately went into, you didn't say they weren't in the game and they're in the DM dungeon master guide. So they're for, are the guns in the dungeon master guide? I, I have not read that, but I'll have to look into that here after this story. Uh, after a couple minutes of talking about it, I suggested we finish the session and then we all work it out. Maybe things could have worked out until the problem character reached into his bag and pulled a loaded pistol on the taber table. Wait, fucking what? Could have worked out. He reached into his bag and put a loaded pistol on the table and then pulled a bowie knife out and started playing with them at the table no just why would you game hit a full stop and there was a wtf do you think you're doing from the dm as it was his house and everyone became immediately uncomfortable the player says he takes them everywhere with him keep in mind this is a 30 year old and he wants to use them as props it's loaded. It, I'm all for props. I'm all for props, but no, no quick pause. No, you don't bring any weapons. It, uh, you talk and be like, Hey, I've got props and everything. It's fine. I guess if you got props, but, but that's a loaded pistol in, 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 in an actual real knife, bring a foam sword or something. Don't be weird. Back to story. Unceremoniously, this game is called, and he is never invited back. In fact, that we make sure everyone we know in the area knows of being careful to, you know, of inviting him to their games. Ah, ha, ha, no, no, no. As I said mid-story, it is fine to have props if your DM's fine with it. You know, and, and props are fine as long as they're in context of what it is. A squirt gun and a foam sword. If your DM allows guns, that's that. I guess that's fine. Uh, but um, no on loaded weapons, and definitely no on real fucking knives. You crazy psychopath! 
like why would you like the gun you could put the safety on and i guess if you're very conscious and know what you're doing you maybe just maybe no i can't even freaking rationalize that in my head like there's no way i can even there's nothing i can say in my head that says that it would be fine but more so you have a a knife that doesn't require to be loaded it's just sharp and you're going what 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 prop is it just there for your character like there for your character or are you going to use it like like as your character like i slash with the knife and then suddenly you cut player number three freaking psychopath so quick edit quick side note yes in the dungeon master guide on page 267 where there's optional rules and stuff like that i believe uh there is they do allow the use of firearms in 5e so for those who don't know yes firearms are allowed there's rules for them on page 267 uh for those who already knew and were laughing at me i but i looked i have read the dm's guide but obviously i haven't read every page of it i don't think anybody's read every single page of it and if you have good on you i'm proud of you here's a cookie it's virtual i don't have i, I can't send it in the mail all right, we have one that says, how much do you want to bet this person crosses every line in front of them? Found on roll 20. A little bit about yourself. I'm a perv, legit a perv, but I try my best not to cross the lines. I tend to speak bluntly and do things my characters that others won't. Not that I won't be, I'm out of trouble, but I think that I, I'm, out of the bo I'm outside the box and tend to spot things often others overlook or miss there isn't much that can get me upset or make me uncomfortable so anything that happens in game is good by me i tend to enjoy anything that is thrown at me um you 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 admit you're a perv okay and but you don't want to cross the lines my thought is you are going to end up the stereotypical horny bard in every situation um, like your character is going to derail things very fast, which is fine. Derailing is fine. It kind of happens anyways. So guess what DMs you're kind of out of luck. Derailing is just a part of the job. Doesn't mean it's not fun. Just have fun with it. Again, your stories have your players play things, but when you openly say you're a perv, you warrant the fact that guess what you, 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 you you open the possibility that you can do whatever you want and you'll just say, just what my character would do, man. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. But thank you for openly saying that you're a perv, like legit a perv. That means most people who do not want a legit perv um, in their game will not talk to you about it. Am I saying that you shouldn't be able to play? No. By no means do I say you can't play, obviously. This game is for everyone and play them how you want. However, you're going to have a hard time finding a player or a player group. You're going to have a hard time finding a party. Um, and definitely, you, you would want to stay in the player circle. I hope you do not try to DM. And the reason I say that is because he... Won't crossing the lines, as he says. But if he's a DM, we've all seen those DMs that we've all heard of those DMs, those horror stories where the DM is like specifically targeting your player for sexual things because, oh my God, it sounds hot. Like, dude, just 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 write a softcore porno. Don't don't do not do it to D and D. Like, just just this game's got a resurgent, and players like this are welcome.
because we welcome everybody. We should welcome everybody, but you don't have to welcome to your table. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to the next story. DM was obsessed with killing my character's dog. In real life, I had a dog named Lauren. I loved her so much that I tried, when I tried D&D a few years ago, I asked the DM if my character, who was a cleric, could have a dog in the game. He agreed, but made some reasonable caveats. I had the money to buy the dog, for example. Okay, pause. That is already, like, this is starting out really good. This is how you can do these things and everything. Because, again, you know, you're giving some reasons for the dog to be there. I mean, obviously, you know, it just you need to obviously have some money or a way to take care of said animal and everything. Which, again, it, it, it I like it. I like how reasonable this starting was. But, obviously, the way the title reads, it's going to get worse. Back to story. So I did. And I named her Lauren after my dog in real life. But then I noticed something. Basically, randomly, the DM would just have monsters and people attack Lauren. I would protest because these always happen uninitiated. I eventually turned into the DM, just always targeting my player of all the attacks, even though we had a tank, and then targeting my dog. Pause. Okay, now we're seeing where this is starting to be an issue. The DM is attacking that specific player. Now, granted, just because you have a tank doesn't mean the DM has to attack that tank specifically. That does not mean anything. The uh, DM can attack whoever they want as long as, you know, they're not being a dick about it, which right now this DM is turning into a dick, specifically having people attack the dog uninitiated, no initiative, no nothing, just out of nowhere attacking. Yeah, that's kind of, that's some red flag material right there. Uh, back to story. The last straw came when out of nowhere we decided to just kill, or he decided to just kill Lauren by having monsters attack us at camp and head straight for her because the monsters were hungry. I, prosted, I protested, so did the other players. So the DM begrudgingly retconned my dog dying. Then the next week in Lauren in real life had me put down due to old age. I decided that I really didn't have an emotional energy to argue with this dude over killing my fictional dog again. And so I stopped going and ultimately I stopped playing D&D. So uh, fuck you, Jason. Okay, now we can get into the nitty gritty of this. Obviously, I paused a few times for this one because I'm trying each story just a little bit to see what you all like the most. Again, we have a TikTok and I'll even post a video about this asking if you guys had watched it and what your favorite parts were just so we can kind of replicate it if we do decide to bring this back as an episode uh, episodic kind of thing as well as our facebook page which i'll post on that as well it's dunces and dummies everywhere all right now the nitty-gritty um jason if you ever decide to listen to this and everything that it, it, whoever this jason is um the the poster was cutie bo booty uh cutie bo booty um let's go with you first you you were fantastic the entire story. Uh, you did everything you could. And yes, your player's team backed up with you and everything and told the DM, hey, this is not what we wanted. Now, I'm not a huge fan of retconning. Now, hear me out when I say this. I do not mean that retconning shouldn't happen. Obviously, especially if a DM's doing something that you all don't like. He was a dick. I'm not a fan of retconning just because it breaks the flow of the story, especially if you're podcasting. If you're not podcasting, then trust me, you have no issues. The DM can do whatever they need to do because it doesn't break the flow of the story as long as you guys are having fun, which right now I can tell right now you weren't having that much fun. Now, Jason, the fact that 
this is towards Jason. If you ever listens, whoever this Jason is, again, I'm not going to insult you. I'm just going to bring up something. You, I agreed with your first part where you asked for caveats and everything, but then you started targeting a dog. Why? Now, I don't know if these are real names or not. So whoever this, if you're Jason, don't think I'm talking about you specifically. This is a very specific person. But the fact that you ruined somebody's D&D experience so badly that they decided to never play it again is egregiously unfair. Like, the way it reads is that this is most likely your first character. And you played a cleric, which, by the way, is a very good starter class. Very good starter class. They've got a lot of decent, decent stuff, especially if you had a good backstory. The cleric is a very good class to start out with because there's ones that get more complicated. This one's got the right amount of magic and right amount of freaking attack to be a dual will kind of class and everything where you can attack with your weapons and your spells, but also still have the ability to heal, especially if your DM's fine with it. You you had a perfect choice on that first class. A dog is a very good familiar to have, which that would technically be a familiar, I believe. Um to the person who is Jason, whatever your real name is, or if you really are Jason, you're, I got to give it to you, dude. You are a dick. Like you are straight up a dick. Like out of everything, you immediately attacked a player specifically just like, it's not, it's not cool to just attack a certain player because of no reason. Like you have other players, like, if you attack one person every fight, then guess what? You you obviously show exactly where your true colors are. And yeah, if the dog dies in a situation, then the dog dies in the game for a situation. It's possible, especially with like AOE attacks and stuff like that. If the dog is there in the combat, then the dog is there in the combat. Now, what I'm thinking is, is Jason might not have been very experienced. And so he was had the idea because I'm seeing that there's a, there's no amount of players but I'm assuming if we're going by the basic amount of players where you would have three players, maybe four, it could be the fact that he had a set of his encounters to be just for the people. Uh, that is not by any means an omission of him being guilty. No, he is straight up a dick. You don't allow things and then take those things away. You don't. Even for character development. Their character development is very fantastic in these games, but you do not specifically target a player just to force on some character development that they don't want. It, it, it is about talking like, hey, if you were like, hey, I'd like to see your character get some development by, you know, hurting your dog or your dog being taken out or your dog being taken or anything like that. And if the player's like, no, I don't like that. Guess what? Don't be a dick. If they're like, okay, we can see how that works. And then guess what? Try it. But don't make it like, don't make it final, especially if they've got a dog, especially if the fact that they, you know, just like, don't do that. You're, you're being a dick. Just, just go with the flow of the story. Don't target a player because then it, your story is derailed because you're so busy trying to attack this. Friend. Like who attacks players during arrest? Now, rest is fine. You can attack during rests and everything, but don't like be like, oh, they storm you and immediately attack the dog and take out the dog. Like, how does that work? 
Because there's there's no monsters. I don't even know what monsters they are, but certain one of them have certain criteria that they would in technical aspect, like in a technical aspect, that they would attack the players before they'd go for their animal companions anyways. I'm going to read this comment from the Ghost DM. I have a few ways I handle in pet game or pets in game, but neither of them involve targeting a player's pet. That's a big yikes. I added the big yikes. He just said that's a yikes. One, for pets that are not there for combat advantage, I coat them in protective DM armor and make most dangers of them more cinematic than deadly. I love that. I've done that myself. It is fun and it gives them a sense of urgency without actually putting any risk to think that they are very, very happy and want to keep there with. Pets that are there for combat are treated like most any other character. Again, done that. We did that with... Um, uh, the wolf character that Santasia had uh, convinced to stay with them. And obviously side NPCs and stuff like that. Like we make sure that they're not. And the pig, the pig, you know, that we had in the very beginning. Uh, and pets that the character mistreats or ignores runs away. So, yeah, if you have a pet, you know, give them a chance to be a character and an NPC that you help them uh, work things out but yeah like no like it make them you know make there be some real world consequence if they're not like treating their animal like they would treat a real animal in real life like it is like no this is <sighs> the dude who played jason who made this player just completely stop dm uh, D playing dungeons and dragons you are a dick you ruined a person's experience because you were selfish and weren't doing the give and take method of how a dm is supposed to dm now am i saying that you played it wrong no because the game is for everyone and you can play it how you want to play it but you were a dick and you did not talk to your player at all and you didn't give them any sense of control of the story you just said hey you just in your mind you were like i'm gonna kill the dog and that is all you focused on you ruined your story and you ruined a person's experience do better a player rage quits because i decided to retcon a tpk that he caused this is a long story so this this one's gonna be big all right, this is from user uh, u slash rise osd. I'm going to start crediting these ones, I think, from now on if we do this again. All right, let's get into the story. So this campaign has been going on for a while and was getting close to its end. Here's the relevant players. Fighter, an older guy, doesn't like players, other people's crap, for some reason invited our antagonist to the story. Jim, the problem player, whose alias comes from the fact that I find it funny, played a paladin, embodied the stereotype, lawful stupid. Oh my god. I can already kind of see where this might be going. There are more, but they did very little to contribute to the horror of the story, so we shall begin. So that means that fighter is going to be part of the story in a greater aspect than the other players. Okay. The campaign has been going on for a fairly decent while, and they were all around level 18 before going to the final dungeon and winning the campaign. They wanted to mop up some things around the world they'd been stalling on. On Jim's personal shit list was a dragon. Fucking course. This specific dragon was a white dragon I'd describe as beyond ancient. This thing was a massive behemoth of a dragon who helped the party since the BBEG had wiped out some of his followers. Why... Did Jim want this thing dead, you may ask? Well, it's because Jim, 
Chromatic dragons are inherently evil. That thing's better off dead. Fighter. Sure, but we could focus on other stuff. This thing really hasn't been describing as doing anything evil. What's the harm, Jim? Oh, come on. You're just scared. That thing's like CR-20. We could probably take it. Keyword. Probably. Probably. And also, why? Me. Easy there. Getting kind of close to metagaming, Jim. Jim. Whatever. Come on. Let's just do it. Eventually, through being a whiner and stubborn as a mule... Jim eventually managed to convince the rest of the party that this dragon needed to go. While he was right about the ancient white dragon being CR20, that was this was not ancient. I often describe this dragon as beyond ancient and towering over even other dragons they'd seen since this thing was a great white worm. I think subconsciously Fighter knew this, but didn't tell the party about it for reasons. I don't know. Fighter was kind of a piece of work in his own right. The fight begins and the party somehow miraculously wins initiative against this thing and then take a few th swings. They try to take some swings at him but deal very minuscule amounts of damage. I decide to be a bit merciful and give him a chance. This thing doesn't see them as much of a threat. So he'd mostly just do a basic job of defending himself. Even with that, his claws and bits torn to the party's HP, and he uses insane mobility to climb or fly out of the flanking positions. Eventually, he reached half HP and started trying. He flew into the air, sent his cold breath down on the party. I rolled almost max on the damage, and it was more than enough to turn the wizard into a statue, dead on the stop. It also dealt a sizable chunk to even those who succeeded. Jim. What the hell? This thing's way too strong. Didn't you say it was ancient? Me. I said it was beyond ancient. An expression of realization caused uh, Jim's face, finally realizing his mistake, much too late, sadly. The rest of the party was ended by the dragon, destroyed by it actually putting up a massive fight. After this little fiasco, I did some thinking and extended the party in Olive Branch. So, that was certainly an encounter, right, yeah? I'm willing to wreck on it, since we're so close to the end anyways, and this was an optional encounter only Jim wanted. How bad it? Fighter. Sure. Sounds good to me. Jim kind of threw us under the bus here. Yeah? Jim. What the hell? Don't throw me under the bus here. Excuse me for fighting the evil dragon. The DM indicated that it'd be that strong. Me. I'd like to think I did a decent job of at least... Oh, the DM never indicated that it'd be that strong. Sorry. Missed that part. Me. I'd like to think I did a decent job of at least saying it was way stronger than you'd expected. Just because I never said it was the king of TPKville doesn't mean I didn't say it was strong. Jim. Bullshit. Great worms aren't even the monster manual. How was I supposed to know? Fighter. Maybe not trying maybe not trying not to fight the damn thing. That would have been smart. It eventually devolved into a screaming match between him and Jim. Him and Jim, sorry, I like crimes. The two of them throwing swears and childish insults back and forth. I eventually just kicked them both out from the Discord server so I could just have some fucking quiet and apologize to the rest of the party. Edit. Wow, this really did blow up, eh? Well, thanks anyone, everyone, and I kind of want to take a second to address the common comments everyone left. One, he didn't rage quit, he just got banned. Well, yeah, from what I said, I wrote that this one I was fairly tired, and I forgot to include his actual rage quit. He sent a few personalized messages to the players, blaming them all for not being better in the fight, and then sent me one saying he was out. My apologies for the confusion. Okay, at least we got that answer. Two, I shouldn't have called him out in front of everyone. Yeah, probably I was annoyed. He basically bullied the party till they agreed to the TPK, so I kind of feel pretty, I was pretty blunt with him. DM, I want you to understand this. 
what you did was technically a call out, but at the same time, it was an appropriate one because again, you're right. He was the only one to push it. You could have said it differently. I'll admit it. I probably would have said it differently myself, but that doesn't mean that you're in any way wrong. You're not an asshole for it. You were straight up like, Hey, this thing is going to hurt. And yeah, it might not be a giant TPK machine, but at the same time, if you've admitted as the DM that this thing's kind of strong without, you know, obviously metagaming, then yeah, there's only so much you can do. And he is straight up being lawful stupid, going after something that actually helped them in a fight. You actually said that earlier that, yeah, this thing helped you out killing the BBEG. At that point, it gets a pass. Any common sense player would have done that. Even if your character is a lawful good, they would be like, hey, you helped me. Th that right there is just a debt of gratitude. Three. I didn't stop them or concretely say they couldn't take the dragon. True, but that's because it's not really how I like DMing. I prefer a more lax approach. I'll advise and give hints, but never straight out say you'll fucking die. If you say you'll fucking die, you're technically it's technically considered metagaming from what I've heard because I know because people like to judge me because I'll I'll actually say that. I like doing the lax approach if I can, but sometimes I got players who are like, I want to do silly. I wouldn't, you know. But it's whatever, you know, we, we all played DM are uh, differently and you did a very good job as a DM at it too. Also, some people are asking why I slammed Jim for metagaming, but question why I also asked the fighter, why asked why the fighter didn't want the party. That sentence was mostly for flair. LOL. Sorry again. Again. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I kind of see why people would ask that question. I didn't actually catch that myself uh, until now after reading it. Yeah, I would, you know, if he did say I would have slammed the fighter for metagaming. So judging him for not telling people, you know, but yeah, again, that's for flair. You corrected it. You did fantastic. You were fantastic as a DM. Um, yeah, just because the dude decided to get himself killed and then got mad. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, the great worms not in the monster manual. He does know that there's uh, this is from Mage Malteris. Great worms aren't even in the monster manual. He does know that there's more than one book, right? Like at this point we have three books dedicated just to monsters plus there's more monsters than basically every adventure and setting book uh, besides sgag uh and one book devoted entirely to dragons i'm not sure this response is winning him any witticism rewards yeah and also uh reply but more importantly the dm can also just make shit up <laughs> i like this one replying that wait that's illegal from jim yeah no um yeah no um again things happen if you're a player and you're like hey i want to do this that's great if you want to try things but if remember there are a few key words from a dm uh that you can tell that this might not be a good adventure uh for your player if you're or your character if you're not careful if they're like you sure you want to do that or amongst other things like i recommend not anything like that chances are they're kind of hitting that you're gonna fucking die and your adventure will end especially if you just beat the bbeg like who wants to fight something else after beating the bbeg there's always a chance those cla those characters can come back you don't have to be like oh they need one more big adventure like no <laughs> you beat the bbeg have them celebrate at the tavern i mean come on and now for our final story dm possibly masturbates to his own description of my character. This is an NSFW. 
just saying. It's NSFW, obviously, <laughs> to their own description of my character. Let's go with it. Trigger warning. Sexism. Also assumed abuse kink. You know, just, just throwing this one out there if you are against this stuff. Again, skip to the outro. I will not judge you at all. But I want to do this one because, again, this subreddit does hit these a lot. And more importantly, it also tells us what stories will work and what won't work, especially if we hear from you all the fans on the TikTok or the Facebook page because there's no way really to comment on the podcast. So, yeah, let's get going. So a few years ago, before the thing that happened in early 2020, I was out in my hometown for about a month, staying with my, well, this info isn't really important, basically. I was outside at my local FLGS sphere and treading unknown territory. I had been bored one day, so I decided to head to a local game store and look for a one-shot. It was a fairly popular store, so I wasn't long before I had a five-person group to play with. This was a few weeks after the release of Volo's Guide. So the DM had made a level 5 campaign where we would make our way to a goblinoid camp and test out some of the new monsters and lore. Oh, this is weeks after. I thought I don't know if I said release before or after, but it was after the release of Volo's Guide. Okay. Uh, I was the only girl in this group and assume I passed well. Uh, I am trans because none of the other four men, uh, men I played with, the three players and one DM, all men, made any references to me being trans. So... Our characters have met, and we are making our way through the forest. We fight off a few goblins and a bugbear before we come to a highly trapped part of the arrow of the woods. Two other players fall into orthodox damage traps, darts, and arrows, but my character is railroaded. I trip on nothing and fall into a trap that pulls me by my legs into the air. The DM launches into this magnum opus of a description. Oh my god, no! Oh, God, pause. Okay. One, don't railroad your players, especially if they see things. Don't be a dick. That's just stupid. Uh, and secondly, traps are... If it's, a, if it's an unavoidable trap, give them a chance. Just make the DC high. That's fine. But if they're like, hey, this is fine and everything, and I pass, then guess what? They fucking pass. Get over yourself. It's fine. All right, so back to post. For his voice, imagine a neckbeard, but with a painful, painful boner. God, no. All right, I think I can do this voice. <clears throat> Chloe's character is pulled from the air by her legs. You feel your soft skin being tugged at from above the from a coarse rope. Everyone else, you see your female companion being helplessly dragged into the air, her spear and potion. Her spear and potion dropping on the hard floor. Her robe flops down over her head as a small bit of her now exposed midriff curls around trying to reach her leg. It's turning to Kermit. Reach her leg and pull herself out. I am I am shocked about how horny this man was for a fictional character that he didn't even have a picture of. Oh. Ugh. My character ended up being mind-controlled, something goblins do all the time, and turned into a slave girl damsel. After the one shot ended and we were all packing up, me faster than the others, the GM went to the bathroom for 20 fucking minutes. I do not know what for sure, what, I do not know for sure what he did in there, but I am pretty sure I know. It says right here, sigh. I am 
sighing right there with you, DM. This is from Too Chloe Too Furious, by the way. You shit. You definitely had a going through the comments. Kick aggressive 4901. You definitely had a random encounter in untone unknown territory. Yikes. And OP responds, random encounter with a disgusting wretch. Roll initiative. And turbo trolling, yikes, make a con save to not vomit. Uh, somebody on here, curious one, says what I definitely agree with. One, that is gross and awful and so fucking targeted. I'm obviously adding some flair to the story uh, for the comment. It's just, it's pretty much knit and grit, uh, cut and dry when I say this though. Yeah, it's so targeted. I'm guessing he didn't talk about the darts and arrows penetrating the flesh of the male characters. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Two, you didn't get to roll to not drop your handheld items. Yeah, like why did, they've got items. Why the hell did they not get to, you know, where was the roll and everything? Like, you know, like just no. It's just stupid. Um, and then Orbinit uh, right here. I just want to know how an exposed midriff curls around in an attempt to reach the leg. I'm just imagining an amphorous blob of flesh extending out of the stomach and fumbling for the rope. Yeah, that's... The dude didn't even describe it well. Like, just just no. And I'm looking at an uh, update in the comments. OP is stating that, you know, haven't played much uh, early 2020 because of the worldwide fibromyalgia outbreak, but I'm starting a new game in a few days with my GF, DMing, and a few other people, and I'm excited. Good job, OP. Good job. Fantastic. I am so happy that this did not ruin the game for you because I know a lot of people this would ruin the game for them because this is some bullshit. Uh, and to the DM, if you ever hear this, and this sounds like something that you did, you are a disgusting human being and you just know, like I, I state, I've stated before in this episode and I've said it before in other podcast, uh, other episodes that there's no wrong way to really play this game because it's for everyone. However, if there really was a wrong way, it is definitely railroading your players and then sexualizing them in a way that they are definitely not comfortable with and definitely against their will. Like you are in fact just a, yeah, that's gotta be a wrong way to play the game. Like if, if, if they're like granted, yeah, your game, your DM, your rules, but guess what? You don't need to be DMing anytime soon then, or more so you definitely, definitely need to read the player's handbook again. Like even there are other games where you don't have to do that. And so uh, that was the one that broke the camel's back. Uh, obviously, uh, if you skipped to this uh, and you didn't want to hear the story because of the trigger warning, I completely understand. I will not hold no grudge towards you. You are still welcome in my tavern, adventurers. Um, basically, DM decides to force a player into a situation they didn't want to be in, sexualizing their character, and railroading them in a bad situation. That's all it is. Disgusting human being, disgusting DM, really needs to work his shit out. And basically to talk about uh, the thing that he that should have been touched on is there are plenty of books and TTRPGs out there that sometimes go over that kind of stuff and why it's definitely something that you can bring, that can be brought up, but don't like, don't be the person doing it to your players. Um. 
because ill and the fuck. Uh, one book I have is called The Flames of Freedom. It's from the Grim and Perilous RPG. It's from Zwayhander. They are fantastic. I love the book so much. I've read the uh, beginning and all that other stuff, and I love it so much. It talks about, you know, it doesn't sugarcoat the stuff. It's based on the American Revolution and, and you know, and things happening back there, secret wars, horror stories, and stuff like that. It's super fucking awesome, and we want to play it at some point for you all. But more importantly so, it talks about, uh, in one of the in, uh, the beginnings of the book, we're talking about it, like this stuff happened. We're not going to lie about it. These are things that happened in the history. This is what's going on. Like, uh, you know, there's some dark shit, you know, rape and killing and slavery and all this other shit. And, you know, killing of indigenous people. But it is by no means the blueprint to every story. And it's by no means... It's, it's not, they're basically saying you don't need to go through these checkpoints of this story. You don't need to solely stay in this, this lane. You can branch off and make your own stories. You don't need to force players into the situation and to do these things and don't be an evil fucking human being and don't, you know, make these the central part of your story there there are things that were happening and that's fine but don't make them the only thing that's going on in your story it it it, it it's very i'm paraphrasing of course because i don't have the book in front of me it's in our dnd tote and everything that we have because we're moving the the game area a little bit more around because we're getting new setup stuff here soon in the next couple months of 2023 or 2022 <laughs> I forgot what year we were in. Oh my God. Anyways, I'm just saying D&D is a fantastic game and don't ruin people's experiences by forcing them into situations they don't need to be in. Like that's, that's not fair and that's bullshit and you ruin the game for people. Like that's just, don't be a dick. Lastly, this is the end of the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Obviously, this one was a lot smaller and quicker than normal, and I am hoping that you guys might like this and we might do more of it, maybe with more than just me doing voices and reading stories. Uh, we might try it again if you guys want to. Again, remember, we have a Facebook and we also have a TikTok, both of which have a link tree to get you anywhere you want to find your podcast episodes of Dunces and Dummies, as well as, you know, quick links to our TikTok and our uh, Facebook I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you all had fun. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode. I cannot wait for our first episode of 2022. This is the last episode of Dunces and Dummies for the year 2021. We have loved you guys. We love you guys. And we can't wait for the next season of Myriad of Magic. I can't wait to DM it. And I can't wait to see where this next story takes us. And... Remember, if you guys are interested, make sure to be following the podcast. If you guys are watching this on or listening to this on Anchor or Apple or Google or anywhere, please do not hesitate. If you guys can, please rate this podcast. Give us a chance. And if you give us a chance by rating us and everything, one will promote this podcast a lot more because of ratings and more so because it helps us know that we're doing things correctly. 
Uh, again, if you haven't already shared this podcast, share the link tree and everything, get people interested in everything so we can start doing bigger and better things. Um, if you guys think that we could ever possibly, uh, I guess the last question is, is if you guys want to see us have a sponsorship program where you guys can sponsor the podcast for a certain amount of money, yes, it means that you have to, you pay, but in the same regards, if we did it, it would allow us to start doing bigger and better things for the podcast. And obviously, if you do do it, we'll have episodes specifically for sponsors and stuff like that, which will give you an incentive to enjoy that. We were thinking about doing it, but I wanted to ask you all because obviously you all help us do better. If you listen to this on Spotify, there should be an already a poll on here. Uh, you can click and say yes or no. If you're not listening on Spotify and you're listening on any of the other podcasts, remember we do have the Facebook page, Dunces and Dummies, and we have the TikTok, Dunces and Dummies, both of which will have an episode or a post talking about this episode. And again, you can definitely say yay or nay on those as well. We will see you guys on the next episode. I have been your host, the DM Tyler, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace, love, love you all so much, and we'll see you guys in 2022.